Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes, I think it starts with your show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is going to be a very sweet treat of a day. I have brought to you, brought forth, incredible Tyler Jacobson, who is someone that has been part of my life for god dang almost going on 20 years a college friend who went on to become a world-renowned illustrator and just all around awesome dude ladies and gentlemen tyler jacobson tyler jacobson hello thank you for having me gentlemen thank you so much it's wonderful you're hard to get a hold of i'll just say it you're hard to find tyler so we contact to my assistant your manage yeah yeah your management was rough well, <laughs> you know, they have to be able to put a shield up for me to protect me. You know, that they're doing sense. a good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he we... says it, uh, he sits in front of swords. <laughs> they're decorative. They're decorative. So I furiously <laughs> Googled your name, sir, as soon as Joe said that we were going to have you on as the guest this week. And I was delighted by the artwork that you create. It's uh, very awesome. It's very d and d it's very uh super oh, yeah. cool fantasy novel cover art kind of shit and it just tickles me right up it it reminds me of when being a kid and walking through the 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 shops and seeing like the cool dragons and wizards and things that you're just like man what a world that i wish i could see for a second not live in <laughs> you know visit maybe and then come back to my safe my safe world <laughs> but man it's just really cool art dude like what wh where did you where wh who are your inspirations and when did you get started doodling this shit oh man oh great question um yeah it, it's totally been i mean i don't know most fantasy illustrators are like oh i love frazetta and fuck um, yeah I, I totally did too i was a frazetta junkie but i think i was my biggest like junkie artist when i was a kid was drew strusen who did all the <gasps> movie posters in the yes! 80s and, yeah, uh, 90s dude. so that was kind of yeah. like i know my work's nothing like strusen's work i might have one or two pieces that are kind of like his but it was just that like image creation and storytelling attached to film which i'm obsessed with too tyler do you that, that do was you, the inspiration do you do but, a um podcast on your own because i'm taken aback by the sort of soothing cadence that you speak <laughs> with like it's really yes. nice <laughs> Hey, um, I actually I do I, I mean I don't I wouldn't call it a podcast but I do a uh, stream on Twitch with my friend Ray Bonilla and we um we basically paint and talk about art so we paint and oh. talk shop the whole time that's and cool we, um, we haven't yeah. done it in a couple months because um, he's had some you know life events and stuff but um let's know. talk about him uh, yeah, let's talk about his personal life. Do you have him on call? Can you call him? Can we call him? Can we get him on the line? Let's just bring him in. I mean, they're good, they're, they're good life events. It's not like a horrible life event. Okay. But, um, Welcome but, uh, to our oh, next segment. Yeah. Uh, Tyler on, gets his, personal. Let me grab his diary over <laughs> about here. About other people. Tyler, <laughs> hey, have you met Drew Struzan? I have met him at a con once, but it was like you really nervous. Have him a sign bitch. a piece of paper. Okay, scenario. so yeah, so I met I met him also at, at Comic Con. He was uh, he did like a Walking Dead poster. 
do you remember when Walking Dead was just coming out and yeah, they, it yeah. was like that poster with just like all the zombies up front and center? And, yeah, I and, saw that one in person. Okay, so the, they huge were huge in person. Yes. So so um Frank Darabont and Drew Struzan were signing them like really? at, awesome. at the Walking Dead booth and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Of course I got to do this." So I was like so excited to fucking meet Drew Struzan. Like I mean, come on. Like you know, I mean, the legend. Back to the Future, Star Wars, The Thing, Indiana Jones, like, you know, endless Well, that's the thing, right? Like e. for all of those that aren't or not don't e. really know who we're talking about, Drew Struzan was like he was movie marketing from like 1979 through the mid 90s into the 2000s actually like if you liked a movie poster and you're like i want to watch that movie you're walking through a theater you're like that's cool and it wasn't yeah. a photoshopped piece of shit. that was yeah. most it was a beautiful a work of music. of analog yeah. art <laughs> yeah, every also, indiana jones that, every star wars like yeah, everything that was that Why kind they, of uh, where we oh, was that kind of where we got the inspiration for the movie movie game yeah. uh, design that's coming out? When yeah, I was like when I was reaching out of... to the artist, I was like, let's try to like let's do our our movie mash thing, but try to like kind of mimic a Struzan a little bit. Cool, she did a great job. And with Struzan, it's like you know you, you back in those days, like you it was the only like visual you got of a movie. Like you didn't really yep. like you didn't have the internet to watch trailers or look up images or look up whatever anything about it. All you saw was a poster and maybe a blurb in the newspaper or something like that, you know, like so. So it was so important for that work to just kind of like showcase what you were going to see, because it was like the way to draw people in. And man, it was just such an awesome experience to meet him. But I was like and I'm a toucher, right? Like I like to touch. I like to touch people's shoulders and hug <laughs> oh, and no. shake hands and shit. And um we just before we went up to meet him, like some handler was like, Mr. Struzan is not touching anyone today. Like no handshakes, <laughs> nothing. And I was like, oh, shit. Fair. Good I to have like, boundaries. Good for him. Right. I, and I'd never I had never experienced that. Like as a big nerd, like I was a nerd first before I joined the 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 likes of these. The fools. fuck boy. The fuck boys before I give him a fuck boy. But uh, but I and I, I had never, ever encountered like because, you know, it's it, you just want to touch these people. You want to touch these people. Who, power. Yeah. Right. It's just you, you worship these people from afar. And it was just so strange. Like I, I, I had sex with Frank Darabont on the table, Whoa. but I couldn't touch Drew Struzan, which I thought was real strange. I mean, well, Struzan was rules, like. You know. Yeah, and Struzan was making art of the sex that you were having with with uh, Frank Darabont. Oh, he was making art of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was jacking Tyler, off. <laughs> we go blue sometimes on this podcast, you know and we I probably should have warned you. I love what's you. going on. <laughs> I don't think sex is blue. It's very natural. You don't have to be. Like you go blue. contrarian as well. Steve will go contrarian on you over nothing. I just didn't think it was that blue. There it is. Um, see, he'll do it again. It's greenish blue. So you don't talk like about cum. We can get real blue, baby. There you go. See. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, just so everybody uh, understands the context of it all, you know, he took that Struz in love, and then uh, we made love, Tyler and I, at Gonzaga for four years. Ooh, and a lot of love. Left me for, yeah. uh, he left me for art school and went on to work with, I think, because I think this is important. People who don't know should know: Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons oh, and yeah. Dragons, Magic: The Gathering. Fuck yeah! Like you've, you're like huge in that world you're my friend that's outside of this weird like Whoa, internet gator world yeah that is like like we know people that 
are known by people like, oh, that guy has that many subscribers, yada, 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 Hank Green, you know, Phil DeFranco, stuff like that. But Tyler has nothing to do with this world and has <laughs> got just as much notoriety in a different way. Like people go, oh, is that a Jacobson? And then they'll pay a lot of money for it. Uh, yeah, he's that yeah. fucking cool Phil's really bigging me up here so I'm just gonna nod along. you got a good tax guy <laughs> yeah yeah well, you know it's amazing when you become an artist they don't prepare you for how much taxes you have to do and we, we went to art school so <laughs> yeah. that we didn't have to deal with numbers you know so in fact yeah. i don't think it's the opposite no one really <laughs> prepares you for the taxes no one does like we never no. got i didn't get a proper right none of us did it's bullshit yeah, I no. get every tax season. I get really libertarian. Like, yeah, right. Where does this go? Where does this go? <laughs> this is my money. <laughs> I won't drive on the roads. <laughs> I don't, I don't I won't use any of your services. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a fire, I'll put it out. Okay. Yeah, I got a hose. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know. It's a weird business, but yeah, Joe's right. It's been it's been like Wizards of the Coast has been like my career for. Uh, 12 years now i've i've done work i've done almost all the 5e covers i you know there's i wouldn't say all of them but but there's um i don't know most of them um and tons of magic work and that's kind of become my primary client for the past at least eight or nine years that's Um, super fun stuff though It's, it's a weird arena to be in was it like uh, surreal when it first started happening? Were you like, is this because it's like the dream, right? Like what you were aiming for, I can't imagine there being much different outcome that's cooler if that makes any sense yeah it, kind of put it all was... the words together in a sentence and <laughs> i assume you'll figure it out and yeah i've deconstructed i'm unpacking what you said and yeah i didn't do use any linking <laughs> verbs or anything <laughs> no it was it was super surreal because it's um i don't think I'm a, it's a sort of getting to work for D was kind of adjacent to what i was actually looking for coming out of art school i was looking at like visual development for games and film and um, I had some illustration work, so I was like, I guess I could do magazines and book covers and stuff. And then I got hit up by um, D&D, by John Shindahedi, who was like an art director over there at the time. And I was like, holy shit, this is a game I played in the 90s um, like crazy, you know, second edition D&D. And God damn, back so then, cool. I, it, was, it was a super cool game back then. It's still awesome, of course, but back then I was like a little kid just drawing, not paying attention to the game. I would just draw my little character in the in the little stupid box that they gave you that was blank, um, and listen, to my brother. Like, yeah, yeah, I rolled a twenty, but look at this yeah, cool yeah. sketch. Yeah, look at what I drew. Yeah. Who cares about your stupid adventure that you spent a week making? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was where, I, yeah, that's where I started, and it was it was pretty surreal to actually land on that brand, which I grew up with. So very cool. Crazy. God, that's so um, fucking I was cool. looking at your clients. I was looking at your clients, Tyler, um, and I read some of the first ones. And then there's also Entertainment Weekly, The New Yorker, Sports Illustrated, a lot of other big names, but then nestled right in the middle of it, out of like 30 names, the looks like about the 10th name is Brass and Beretta. (laughs) I've kept it in there as a perpetual shout out to the little cartoon drawings I did for you guys when you're doing that pilot. I mean, Joe, you know, you, you, you laugh because those are some huge names in there, but like I have friends who like will mention Bratz and Beretta as something that inspired them when they were young. And it's like, you know, I think you uh, deserve to be there, buddy. Yeah, you, you were, you guys were paving the way for so many people in the, in the early YouTube days. You're right. 
It needs to be in there right between Simon and Schuster and NBC. Yeah. That's exactly. absolutely exactly. Yeah. You see, as... I think I put it before NBC. Do you see? Do you well, see that? You see there? Yeah. Well, it's alphabetical. And Simon, uh, Simon and Schuster started out as a sketch group, and they were That's really right. good. They were pre-smosh, yeah. just like you right. were. Yeah. Right, right, right. It was kind of like speaking the of blues, their stuff was real blue. <laughs> yeah. Just oh crap. my god. <laughs> Couldn't show it on the podcast if we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't even go there. Dude, but Tyler, what, what, well, yeah, what did you, what was your involvement with Brass and Bretta? What did you do? Oh, I mean, I had, you know, Joe was a buddy of mine and, and, um, he's not anymore. We're, we're enemies. No, of course but, not. But, um, back in <laughs> school, zero. we were real no. good friends. Um, I, my involvement in Brats and Bretta was I was almost often an extra or holding a camera. I think that was, <laughs> was usually what was happening. So Joe <laughs> was, I, was I didn't want to be on. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, See, I was. He also I mean, did like the early um, art for it. Yeah. Right. We did like a logo you watch the old before logo. I knew how to really draw. Yeah. And so I did was a silly logo. Did you do so you didn't want to be on camera, but you did it because Joe was your friend and you were like, this is kind of fun. And if he needs me, I'm going to be there for him. Like, is that yeah. kind of what your feeling was? Dude, what it was is like I was obviously I wanted to be like a cool performer like joe was but i was too like afraid to do it i like tried improv with him and i was like you know it was like post-traumatic stress for me for the next like month like wow i yeah. said something that was stupid or no one laughed yep. um and then and so it was just easier for me i think psychologically to just help joe and luke with stuff um just background work essentially yeah so that, yeah that was it it was i was just too afraid to um be a cool performer do you miss Go it watch. like is there is there a part of you where you're like man i wish i could like i there's a world where i did stuff like joe did and i it was it was brats and jacobs or bretta and jacobson shyman and schuster <laughs> yeah Jacob, Simon I mean, those and are law firms <laughs> jacobson and bretta <laughs> yeah just uh, bretta and morgan and morgan like dentist office <laughs> We still well, hope, we man. Were... We can still go to law school. It's, there you go. Bad. We <laughs> we can always go back. That's what we forget this age. We were just like we were the running gun, just dumb kids that liked making movies. Like that was kind of like the impetus of it all. Tyler's a huge cinephile. We were huge cinephiles, and we just had a camera and a broadcasting class, so we just started making shit. That's all it yeah. really was, and then it kind of like steamrolled into other stuff. We were I reading. Can't imagine. Um, Oh, go ahead, man. After you, after you, please. Well, I was saying we, we were reading Bruce Campbell's um, autobiography, the If Chins Could Kill. I remember and, that. And Joe yeah. and I were like getting, we were getting all these tips, like how do we make fake blood? And then we were filming like horror movie stuff in the theater at Gonzaga, um, and we were making like we we're trying to make fake blood and spray it all over the place, and it was just like we gotta be like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and make horror movies. Were you involved in the famous uh, throwing the dummy off of the bridge shoot that Joe uh, told us about? Joe, remember you threw a body oh, off yeah. of a? Oh yeah. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. but I remember that one. <laughs> no. We kept it. We kept the crew really, really small on that one in case we had to disperse. <laughs> we didn't want to be seen. 
that's pretty cool. No, Tyler's in Gonzaga Love. Go watch the Gonzaga Love video. It's just oh, a bunch yeah. of white boys covering California Love by Dre and Tupac. Oh, and no. singing about Gonzaga University. It's very, mm-hmm. the lyrics are great. It's still a bunch of white boys, but it's very funny if you go to that video now because it's like Tyler is a, like, like I said, like a massive illustrator that is, that is world known. There's a doctor in that video. There's like a, I think a high level scientist. There's a physical therapist that owns his own business. And then I made, uh, I made trivia bidet. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going into it. We're going into it today. Welcome to Gonzaga yes. University. There it is. We're going to get Congress. As we discover how this small <laughs> Jesuit institution has maintained a tradition what year of scholastic excellence oh, 2005. for century. What accent is that, Joe, that you're doing <laughs> there? It's rich guy it's like accent. Outside yeah. of new, new, um, Newcastle, yeah, it's just a little. It's very specific English accent. <laughs> Look at all those white boys. So wait, was were you? Are you one of these guys in here? Oh yeah, I'm the guy on the far right. Look this at guy here, baby. Oh, the far, far, far right. right. This guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Little baby yeah. boy right there. Little baby boy. Yeah. I wish before I, I realized I could right hide there. most of my face with a beard. Can you enhance it, Steve? Can we I wish it? I could. <laughs> I wish I could. I was just gonna zoom in on this on the super pixelated <laughs> image. <laughs> This is not problematic at all. This is totally fine. (laughs) We're just rapping about Jesuit universities. Did you get a? Did you get your own moment in the video? Like you get your close up? Um, I think I'm I'm strutting down the hall in one of those situations. I think that was my moment. (laughs) I'd like a cane or something and a very pink shirt on. (laughs) I can't believe Luke let you do that. That's do people who are a fan of your work know about this? Oh, they don't. So we've just opened up a new realm. (laughs) I think I'm I'm in that short that we made too for the film festival. Uh, the, um, the just wonderful. Yeah, one, we won a film wonderful. Festival. Oh, I think yeah. I found I think I found your moment here. You go, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I think I found it. Let me see. Is this it? Is this it right here? Is that you with the there cane? He is. Oh yeah, that's yeah. me. That was me. Hell yeah. Right here, Mr. K- oh, that's <laughs> right. I had a pink tie. I had a pink Mr. Tie Shaky K. <laughs> right. Yeah, killing it. You're getting into it. it. I think it was like a what was that like a croquet yeah, mallet. Yeah, croquet. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of those what was the what was the reasoning uh, for the canes not, Joe? we're gonna do a shining recreation later on yeah. I guess. <laughs> we just i guess we were rich we were playing rich affluent oh okay private university it. assholes yeah. walking yeah. around Wait, a lot of croquet a, a, a cover so, yeah, croquet. The... <laughs> Look, we had ideas. Okay? We had ideas. They're just flowing. Tyler, we made what's your Tyler, what's your favorite and least favorite memory about Joe Beretta? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> favorite. Um, now you're on the spot. Dude, that's a good one. Um, just add I, memory. I, yeah, I'm tr- now I'm mining my whole memory. I remember, like, it was like, didn't your bike get stolen like day one at Gonzaga when we all, were all like freshmen in yeah. the dorm? Whoa, he I haven't like, heard he this. He like chained up outside was, the window. Because <laughs> I was stupid. Like I was from yeah. small town Montana. Spokane isn't the biggest city on the planet, but it, it's got its fair share of crime. And I just was like, my bike will be fine outside the dorm next to the tree next to my window. Barely like with like basically a, a bike lock made out of freaking cotton. 
Yeah, <laughs> like something yeah. just funk gone, and I was just flabbergasted. Yeah, he like, tied what? it up with a rope Why, that he would... brought from Montana off of a horse. <laughs> I was like, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. Everybody else was like, "Yeah, dude, what? What do you? Yeah, what do you think? Was it a new bike? <laughs> yes, oh, man. It, sucked. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a. Yeah. It was a brand new bike. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. I know this wasn't really answering yeah. your question because yeah. this is neither a high nor a low. It's just like my first memory of Joe. <laughs> no, that's good. That's the kind of do it. Yeah, guy slice of life. Pitched yeah. his bike up like a horse, and then it were you the like, man, this guy's not? <laughs> Did you think he patted this guy... it on its nose? <laughs> You'd be good. Were you, were you thinking that this guy wasn't gonna make it? Like he was. He's just like this is. If this is the start of his college career yeah, he's I mean, not gonna make it. maybe a little bit maybe a little bit. It, was, it was sort of he he was kind of like he looked just like this right he was dressed just like this and then and he was from yeah, montana and then there was a guy down like three doors down from us who dressed like he was a cowboy out of a western Whoa. and i was like joe joe there's a weird switch here it's like i feel like you should be dressed like the cowboy and the guy down this down the down the dorm hall who's from Washington should be dressed like, I don't know, he should have like a plaid shirt on or something and listen to Nirvana, you know, but he didn't, it was, it was a mix. <laughs> you should have fought for that. Yeah. You should have fought that really like crisp white cowboy hat. You should have had that on. Yes, I should have. I will get one now. I will look for my first crisp white cowboy hat that I can I ride a bike with. I don't know what yeah, people you... from Montana look like. So. <laughs> Weren't you wearing a cowboy hat like yesterday, Joe, or like the day before? Yeah, yeah. we were shooting. <laughs> We were shooting yeah. something, and he was wearing a cowboy hat. Full circle. No one said Full anything. Circle. No, Full no. I, I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a wacky office. We could wear we wear weird wacky. shit sometimes. We wacky boys. We did, That's just him we did coming a... back to his roots. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hitched my bike up like a horse. Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't. I'm trying to remember like a great memory and a bad memory, and now I just don't no, remember. Actually, you don't I think my favorite. Good. My favorite was we shot this like silly chase movie. Oh yeah, and and we and the, my artistic contribution was I knew how to do like bruise makeup, like pretty, oh, cool. pretty legit looking bruise makeup. So we both like did bruise makeup on on ourselves, and then like ran around downtown Spokane, and it was completely a sheet of ice. So we were like winter, near yeah. tearing our MCLs and ACLs every five <laughs> feet. Um, oh, and we had like a fake gun, and we're running around downtown. And then we, every anytime we would see a cop drive by, we would like hide the gun. So we threw <laughs> the gun to the side. And killed. It's yeah. got the orange tip. They'll see the yeah. orange tip. We broke into a church, I think, and we had the gun. Yes, we did. And we did some shots like at the altar with the gun. Whoa, damn! That's why the bike got stolen. Yeah. Dude, the Lord it, stole it. The Lord it stole was... that horse bike. <laughs> It was so stupidly dramatic how we did it too. Like I got hit by a car right beforehand and I'm limping down the long aisle up to the altar and it's just me. Nobody else is in the church. So it's this super dramatic shot. We like snuck up into like the second level rafters and we're shooting this wide shot. And then I get down to the altar and I'm like, oh, I made it. There's no, also no dialogue in this film because we were like, no, we didn't know how to do that. Yeah. And I get to the altar and we do this profile <laughs> shot and it's just super dramatic me looking down. And then we do a, like a shot for me from the front. And then I start doing the, like forehead chest. <laughs> like I, for some reason, I start doing the, the Catholic thing. The sign of the cross. And then the sign of the cross. Like, like, cause I yeah. would do that in that what moment. What did you call after them? After surviving this. 
forehead, chest, side, side. <laughs> heads, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> and uh, and the gun pops in up. from the back. Anyways, I'll show it to you guys. Uh, That's what they yeah. get. I, find it. Yeah. Tyler, do you still know good. how to do the uh, special effects makeup? Do you still do the, um, the bruises every now and then? No, I haven't done people? it in a while, but I, could, I still have like a little kit for doing it. Um, but I should, yeah, I should just do it and like go in public and look really yeah. cool. I think I think <laughs> later that night we went to a party and and kept the makeup on so that we looked like, oh yeah, we got in a fight. It's so <laughs> cool, rough boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't. A couple we of weren't rough like. Dorks great with the ladies or anything like that guess what that didn't help us that that evening. no it did not <laughs> nope, nope. Ooh, i want the injured guy yeah so yeah we basically we i was the one who got his ass kicked yeah we stumbled upon each other like i said freshman year and then we were friends all throughout and then we were roommates post-college for like i don't know six months or something like that we did the thing where you go work at a restaurant spaghetti factory and mm -hmm, then uh mm -hmm. then one the day tyler's one? like the very old one. Ye old. Ye old. <laughs> Tyler woke up one day. He's like, dude, I'm leaving. I'm going to art school. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Wait, did. when did you, I what did you decide you that? And then was he was like, gone. Good luck paying rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go be successful. Yeah. I don't know. Then, there was like, it was like six months of, we, we lived above a bar in um, right yeah. next to Gonzaga and above John Stockton's dad's bar. Yeah. And for a few months, I was like, this is not, right i shouldn't be doing that <laughs> and then we moved out this like up the river right. <laughs> yeah, this, right. this is not <laughs> what humans should do <laughs> mm. something's not right those, here those moments in life are rare and clear as day yeah. <laughs> ah, mm. so clear. no it's no, kind of an existential it. crisis yeah. <laughs> he mm. was gone and then i was like that was the first time that i lived by myself ever and only lasted a few months but I was like, whoa. And I was then at that point going, this is not right. <laughs> yeah, this isn't right. <laughs> I have to follow Tyler and go to art school. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had found a... It's like we all had parachutes and we were like, get out, get out of the plane. See you, buddy. <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, and then I just stumbled onto, uh, you know, YouTube at that point. But anyways, fast forward a number of years. The other reason I wanted to have you on real quick and let's let's talk about now is that you just launched a freaking Kickstarter that's oh, yeah. doing... We Oh, we Bonkers. just fast forwarded to the present. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Um, Let's pull out yeah, those so gray hairs. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Shave that um, beard. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, um, along with a publisher that I'm, I'm good friends with, um, Flask Publications, we are we started Kickstarter for an art book um, that's sort of a retrospective on the last 12 years of my art career. It's about uh, maybe, I don't know, 13, 14 years because it's a little bit of it is in art school. Um, that's kind of where the book's going to start out. So, and uh, yeah, we launched what on the sixth, and we're at about two hundred and fifty percent funded, which is great. That's Woo! awesome, man. That's Congrats, so cool. Man. Yeah, so um, cool. So yeah, go go yeah. check it out. It's the it's um, on Kickstarter the the art of Tyler Jacobson, uh, Flesk Publications, and we're going to add all kinds of stretch goals um, coming up here soon. So um, yeah. Super excited! Yeah, you just did one, right? You What's just did one. Your first stretch goal? Yeah. So our first stretch goal was the the forty thousand mark. Um, so once we got there, um, I'm basically offering to all the backers the um, it's like a time lapse video of me painting the cover of the book. Um, I painted in this um, program on the iPad called um, Procreate, and it's full of 
all these cool tools that just automatically make a time lapse for you at any point in the painting process. You can just kind of hit the video and you'll have a cool. time lapse. So we're offering that up and I'll show some sketch process work and then we'll probably like pan over the thing as detail. And we'll, we'll give that as a, um, as our first stretch goal met. And I'm not sure we're still brainstorming what to do on the second one. Um, I, I painted Tyler another with painting. his shirt off. Yeah, that'll yeah. be, I think <laughs> that's Joe with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to, because I'm pretty good in Photoshop, so I kind of want to change um, aspects of my anatomy for yeah. that second stretch goal. And that's going to take a little bit of time. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, what's, this, uh, what's, this doesn't seem what's... right. <laughs> this doesn't seem right. This, 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 yeah. No, that should be more defined. And that yeah. should be less defined. Those shouldn't be uh, touching. Bigger, 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 blur, 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 bigger, blur, blur. Do you bigger. like, do you enhance, like to enhance. use... Uh, I should have that checked out at some point. Do, do you like yeah. to use... Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> do you do you like to use uh, an iPad for, for uh, stuff, for art? Yeah, a little. I don't... It's like most of my main production processes in Photoshop or I do oil paintings as well, but I only just started kind of messing around with the iPad and it's got some seriously cool tools... There's um there's Procreate, which is an amazing painting tool, like clearly designed for digital artists. It has all the stuff that like Photoshop should have done ten years ago. Um, and then there's a new like sculpting tool I've been using called Nomad. That's pretty amazing. It's it's basically like ZBrush, but with all of the convoluted aspects of ZBrush removed. Oh wow. Um, so there's a couple really great stuff on there. Like I don't know. I've always I've long thought that Apple could destroy Wacom and yeah um other companies if they just shipped uh basically an ipad the size of their imax uh, or like a cintiq it... or something yeah yeah if yeah. they just would ship something like that they would destroy oh everybody. man that's so funny i guess they did they, they must not want to do that they i mean otherwise they would have right like i yeah. i agree i because i used to dabble with wacom back in the day and i really loved it and i have always wanted a cintiq just because like you know not for any professional reason but just because i like to doodle and i think it's really mm -hmm. cool and the ipad really kind of satisfied that that need especially with the uh the apple pencil it's like really a really cool device yeah it's got great feedback and i know plenty of um, production artists that use it for all their final illustrations so wow crazy. it works it's got the ability that's awesome. Do you, um, this might be a dumb question, but do you have a, like a studio where you do the physical sort of like your own kind of canvas, paper, tools, all that? Does they use have separate from your digital hub or your office yeah. you now, I guess? Yeah, I'm like at my digital hub now, which is um, like a laptop and a Cintiq. And then downstairs is where I have my um, oil painting set up. So I, that usually takes up a lot more space. It's like a big easel and lots of paint brushes and Cool. all that crap so yeah but that's downstairs and i have like a special light rig and all that crazy stuff that's like studio studio related nice. that's so cool man use... that's so cool <laughs> it's amazing it. Uh, it was the best story you've ever heard right <laughs> no so yeah it's it really fascinating. is <laughs> I, yeah let me know if this is pulling the curtain back too far in, in <gasps> obliterating the uh the fourth wall but don't reveal my magic. What I love the most about <laughs> all of your your paintings, and sometimes I can see it. So it's like if you want to understand what I'm saying right now, everybody, go look at some of his pieces. Is that you? You always got to find some point of reference for oh, a lot yeah. of your your characters. It's like it's not just coming out of your mind. Ty will put in the work. He's got to find basically put a human into the space that he wants that person to be in the same pose and all of that. And what is it? Ninety nine percent of the time, it's oh, you. Yeah. 
That's totally me. Oh, that's so <laughs> Especially cool. if yeah. you see any, almost any hands you see in any of my paintings are, are my hands. I just like get my phone out or something and I go like this. Ah, and then I just use that as a reference. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah, oftentimes it'll be like, especially, I don't know, especially like eight or nine years ago, it was, it was almost always my face. And then I would just super manipulate it in, that's in awesome. Photoshop. That's very yeah, Struzan. That's awesome. that's Struzan I feel like Struzan it. did that a lot, right? Or like, oh, yeah. I mean, he straight up just used um, stills from the studios. They would send him all the photos possible. Sometimes yeah. he would bring in, like Back to the Future, he brought in Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher right. Lloyd and photographed them. Is that the, your hand? Uh... Oh, yeah. Totally my hand. I, don't, I have... <laughs> I have um, yeah, I kind of hide it, but there's another finger uh, in there. <laughs> but yeah, wait that's a you, you did get another finger. That's a yeah, five those guys are six fingered. I, I shot myself in the foot when I designed one of the, those characters. Um, one of the cool uh, Struzy. You shot yourself in the hand, Tyler. Oh yes, yeah. I shot that hand. I shot Sorry, that pinky right off with an extra finger bullet. Yeah. <laughs> one of the it's cool. Right on. Uh, speaking of point of reference and using yourself in your art, the one of my favorite Struz. I have this uh, the thing poster where he's you know it's like the 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 guy in the coat and the light yeah, is coming out of yeah. the out of the out of the face there i guess that's like him just wearing a coat or it's like mm -hmm. you know and then he just took a picture of himself like a polaroid or something and then he and just used painted that it as, in a night yeah yeah and it's still <laughs> he, it's did, so... he did that a lot is um big trouble in little china that's not um Kurt Russell's body. That's Drew Struson's body. And he just plopped <laughs> so Kurt Russell's funny. head on it. <laughs> so how often are there like characters that are your like tr just your body? Like full like and do you put on clothes to like kind of reference the type of clothing too? I used like, to do that actually quite a bit. Um I don't do it much anymore because I'll I'll use like digital tools now that have all kinds of cool like uh, posing of figures. Um but yeah, it used to be me. I would get dressed up in silly stuff. I'd go buy like weird Western boots or like Love I, there's it. the Western cover on my website where there's a guy like his kind of throwing his duster back in the wind and he's shooting something. I bought all this Western shit and like rented all these <laughs> Western guns and pistols from this prop shop in Napa when I lived in the Bay. And um, then that was all me. I was like entirely in this cowboy outfit. And then I just took reference of that and painted. Do the you cover. still so have it? Awesome. The the stuff yeah I still I've actually bought the duster in uh, I'm at a at a wedding in Montana for like, like <laughs> did you see my bucks. bike so I was like this is a super nice yeah did, did you duster. use it to tie up a bike and, uh... <laughs> yeah well, I got it it was Joe's off of Joe's horse and, uh, <laughs> he just you left it hanging off the saddles Joe come on yeah. man someone's gonna take that nice jacket <laughs> some rebel from the bay from right. the city. <laughs> Uh, Sal, you've got Let's like, stop um, talking. yeah, everyone, everyone a moment of silence for the jack, please. <laughs> There's let Joe cry for a minute. <laughs> You're painting like fucking dragons and robots and, and just mythical creatures and stuff. Is there, I don't know. It's, it's all so technical and complicated to me. Like when I see it, it looks like wizard work. Like you're a wizard to me. Like oh, what's, uh, what's the hardest thing that you <laughs> What is the hardest thing that you have to do a piece like for fantasy? And they're like, we want this in it. You're like, fuck. <laughs> like, is there something that's really hard for you to draw that is a super challenge? Paint. Yeah, it, usually if they ask for, <laughs> this goes right back to our previous comment. But Doodle. It, it's when they ask for a horse. <laughs> you'll like see very little horses in my work. I'm not good with horses. <laughs> it's like that's All of them just look a little off. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're always like, is that a Stop horse? putting What's six fingers on your horses. <laughs> There's something wrong with that horse. Uh, Please don't no. make me draw a horse. God, now that Tyler. I said it, like every art director I know is going to ask for horses. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ad portion of the podcast. I've got my peppermint teeth. A nice early morning. Let's do this together, huh? Fellas, the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and your wardrobe. Your fits need to be versatile, blending timeless style and comfort so that you look as good as you feel, you know? For that, there's Cuts Clothing. They've taken the classic men's fashion staple, the plain tee, and refined it, combining premium quality with a minimalistic aesthetic. Cut shirts, polos, hoodies, and crew sweatshirts are made for the man who works hard and plays hard. And also never settles for less, all in the sport of business. Built for performance in the boardroom, the bar, or the gym, that sounds like everywhere, right? Cuts Clothing keeps you sharp wherever the game takes you. Take a plain tee, but make it Tony Stark, you know? We're, we're upgrading it. It's like when Steve Jobs wore his tees all the time, but like, Steve Jobs times five billion in cool points. <laughs> the bleeding edge of fabric technology meets the man confident enough to wear it. Cuts clothing. The perfect t-shirt accomplished. They did it. They set out to create fabric. <clears throat> Excuse me. They set out to create fabric uniquely engineered for each clothing style. Consider the new Cuts hoodie where they developed Hyperloop French Terry fabric, a textile that's temper temperature controlled and ageless. You'll never need to take it off and you certainly won't want to, or you can try the wrinkle-free Pika Polo, a design that keeps you fitted for the office, the golf course, at home, the gym, or your next hot date. See? You, you wear it wherever you go. You never have to take it off. And from personal experience, you may not want to because they don't say it here, but I'll give this to them. It's like wearing a cuddle. Do you guys like, do you guys like a good firm cuddle that reaffirms your existence? and makes you feel appreciated and validated, that's that's Cuts Clothing. That's these t-shirts. So, it's not just a lifestyle, everybody. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash valleycast. That's cutsclothing.com slash valleycast for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. All right, so for me... Um, in the stressful times in my life, I, that's when I still get breakouts. That's when my adult acne will kick in. This could be, um, oh, anything from trading altars or trading vows on the altar, trading altars, <laughs> trading vows on the altar. It could be job interviews, meeting people for the first time. Uh, personally for me, for sure is doing a live show, getting, getting ready for that. That's when they kind of happen. So we've all had struggles with our skin and that's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board certified dermatologist, which is cool, who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz and your skin goals and medical history. Then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. And I <laughs> will be experiencing those with all real soon. So this is an all-in-one kind of service right now. This is the coolest part, the, the dermatologist, right? You get to actually talk to 
and go back and forth with a real dermatologist, a real doctor that will plan and tailor uh, the regimen for your skin. Uh, submitting the visit is super quick and you don't need to schedule an appointment and you have that confidence that you're actually creating a plan for your unique body chemistry because you're talking to a real human who specializes in that and that's one of the coolest things about this is that uh, you're planning it for you. Um, we have a special deal for our audience today. You're going to save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash valleycast when you use our code valleycast. This code is only, only available to our, our listeners. So uh, you guys, you guys are special. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash valleycast and click begin visit and then use our code valleycast at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash valleycast and use that code valleycast to get your dermatology visit save $15. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. And again, let me just throw it out there. I've used it and uh, cleared me right up. So I highly suggest it. Give it a shot. And finally, summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with the trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Valleycast. You know what I'm talking about? Look, this is a real thing. Sometimes you forget that you, you, got, you got to do some work down there and one day you wake up and it's just like, boom! You're hitting yourself in the face with your own uh, your hair package. You don't need that, so it's time to bundle up with Manscaped. Because, like, look, in the past, I I trim, I tried to keep it, tried to keep it uh, classy down there, and in doing so, and using you know tools that may not be specially designed for the job, I have uh, I have definitely ginsued my, my, my skin dudes. <laughs> I ginsued my skin dudes. But that's why we have Manscaped in the, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Beef Briefs, any travel bag to make sure everything's getting all done down there. And that travel bag is classy as heck. It all fits in there. It's an all-in-one grooming kit, and it's awesome. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and I dare say the GOAT of all ball trimmers? Question mark? Perhaps? Yeah, I said it. I did it. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which is what I was talking about earlier, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape, which is something that surprised the heck out of me after I started using this thing. That light is convenient. Everything should have a light on it. It's what I learned from them in using their product. It's also waterproof. You can do it in the shower. That's dope. And the Weed Whacker is waterproof as well. Want to know what the weed whacker was? Well, it's to chop your worst weeds on top of your body, your nose and your ear. The weed whacker is also waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor power, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. 
This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. So, doing the, the downstairs junk, and this one is for your upstairs junk. And what are the nose and the ear if they're not the, the testicles of the face? <laughs> Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So bring your comfort boxers, your comfort and your boxers, to another level. And that travel bag, it's classy and roomy. I highly suggest it. So. To get 20% off plus free shipping with the code VALLEYCAST at manscaped.com, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code VALLEYCAST at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer, everybody, and shine with Manscaped. One more time, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code VALLEYCAST at manscaped.com. Back to me and the others. Do you, uh, when you fall asleep at night, do you dream of dragons and fantastical things? Or do you feel like you dream of the most normal things because you're so saturated with it in your waking <laughs> life? It, okay, this is, this is situationally dependent. I, like, if I am painting all day, it's, my mind is just, like, going over colors and what colors are going to go where in the painting. That's, like, all I think about. And I can't even fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> I'll, just no. be, I'll just be up especially if I'm in the middle of a painting, I'll just be up obsessing over like what I'm going to do the next day on it. And then I'll wake up the next day, like super tired from obsessing over it. So yeah, but yeah, and I wouldn't say I'm like always thinking of dragons and stuff. While You're not terrorized by medieval creatures in your sleep. No. That's good. That's all I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Sometimes right, when hey. I uh, play Tetris, I'll dream of just, just playing Tetris. Like I'll play Tetris yeah. and then I'll dream of it. And then I'll have anxiety while I dream. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I yeah. equate it to. It's like when you played a video game for way too long, and then it's just playing in your mind right. all day. Right. Or, you know, you like play some old game like Splinter Cell or something, and all you see are <laughs> shadows to hide in every time you're walking <laughs> exactly. around. Exactly. Um, it's that. It's that. Like it's it's like when you get the music stuck in your head from the game, or just like the visuals mm -hmm. of the game. I, I have the painting, whatever painting I'm working on, is just like playing in my head over and over again. Do you guys ever have the thing where when you're hanging out with people for a long time, their voice takes over your thoughts a little bit? Like they start narrating. You have that, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens okay, sometimes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah. I had, that, I had that with Pete the other day. I hung out with him, and he's Irish, which was kind of fun because then I was like, my thoughts are in Irish right now. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I want this to end. I get TikToks <laughs> stuck in my head. Like a TikTok, like, it, if it's, like I have TikToks in my head now. That Help me. Sense. Help me. I have TikToks. That, that's okay. help me doc that's i have tiktok help yeah. me doctor i got tiktoks in here that's the phrase <laughs> that's the phrase for the age it's help me help i me. have been on tiktok for 12 hours for too long i got and the then, stop guy now they have the stop yeah. guy yeah i'm like get out of here don't tell me what to do yeah they have the um, stop guy they have a guy who tells you to stop yeah, yeah there's like there's a video that pops up and he goes hold on looks like you've been watching for a while maybe take a little break or something and it's like whoa <laughs> but come back in five seconds please come back in five seconds. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah or it reminds listen. me yeah. it reminds me of the like the wii u or when it came out and or maybe it's just the Wii, where it was like you play it for like an hour, and then it's like, why don't you go outside yep. and enjoy the weather? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. fucking right. Wii and U. everyone ignored that. Um, 
yeah. even though they shouldn't. Like, have. How do I how do I turn this off? How do I turn that notification off? So we well, let's right. let's talk about these fucking awesome swords behind you oh, really man. quickly because I so you're a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh yeah, as Joe said, Big time. And I look, it's, I think I see Sting. Right? Is that Sting? Oh, uh, uh, Sting is down at the end. There. Oh, that's Legolas's sword. This one is um, Orcrist from it's the or Th a Thorin Oakenshield sword. Yeah, oh, that he finds good. with Sting. Good. I have like all the named ones. Good. I'm a, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Because that's so my, my wife. She's a huge nerd too. <laughs> my question was going to be, what? How do you feel about the Hobbit movies and the fact oh, that you have? God. Oh, Thorin's, interesting. You have Thorin's I like the sword. sword. They did a good job with the sword. Okay, all right. <laughs> Damn it. Big sword guy. I'm on my quest to find people that <laughs> liked the Hobbit movies. Like, I, I, I am bummed out they turned them into three. I, I thought that mm -hmm. that was absolutely pointless, but I love Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I too. And seeing Ian McKellen do Gandalf for three more movies. Come on, give me more. Like, I, I'll honestly say I like the first one like to a mild degree, maybe like a seven out of 10. Like, Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, I was like, okay, okay. And then, yeah, they totally went off the rails and there's that one like behind the scenes footage of, of Peter Jackson, just like sitting in the background with his head down. Just <laughs> yeah. like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of really weird behind the scenes, like, you know, kind of remorse that you can yeah. see kind of just across all the actors faces and shit. <laughs> They're all like, just like, like, oh, we're here. I guess we're here. New Zealand's nice. Everyone well, even, <laughs> well, here we are at the Shire. Um, if you guys remember, we're sorry. Um, sorry. 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 It will be catered. It will be catered. You'll like I, it. It's gonna yeah. be nice. I feel like there's a, there's a clip of one of the dwarves talking about how like, we did a lot of work with our relationships and uh, it's just kind of not on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And it's like, we uh -oh. really developed all 13 of these. Or 12 yeah. Of these characters like we, we, we had a lot of moments. Yeah. Like I think they, there was moments where they were like developing their characters. Cause by the time you get to the second one, you're like, Oh man, we should know these dwarves by now. And like, nobody, there's just, you do not, you kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, but I do no, because I love all. The Hobbit and I know about them, but yeah. Yeah, I went, um, I didn't like them the first time that I saw them. Yeah, the first time I saw the trilogy, I was kind of like, I was very lukewarm on it and I didn't think, I was like, okay, it's it's nothing like the originals, I'm done, I'll never watch them again. But then years later, after talking to Steve a few times and, and hearing him adamantly love them, I was like, okay, I'm going to give them another shot. And I will say, going into them again with zero expectations, I found them a lot more enjoyable the second watch through. I think that's a big as the problem, right? We're, we're all expecting the Lord of the Rings, and it's a and totally different fair. vibe. Yeah, it's not fair. It's I get it. I agree with that. Um, I don't know. It seems like a kind of fair because it's, it's Peter Jackson. <laughs> it's Peter Jackson, yeah, and it's the same author, and it's totally. all part of the same series. <laughs> totally, but here's what's not fair about it. It's just a doomed. It's doomed. The from Hobbit the is is yeah. such a small story. And it was never re and the Lord of the Rings was was spun off of the Hobbit, mm -hmm. it, like kind of haphazardly, like eventually, like it wasn't originally meant to be this big epic story like he like Tolkien went back and and changed it and made Lord of the Rings a sequel to the Hobbit and blah, 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 blah. But the Hobbit is just a children's story. Yeah, it's just it's like a, a kid's kid, book. It's a kid's book. So One of those there dwarves was, has a blue beard. It's a right. kid's book. <laughs> there's no way that a children's book was going to live up to the epic 
story of Lord of the Rings. Like, and totally, Elliot, you got the same director, you got the same location, you got the, <laughs> the same, same writer, team, you got the same, same more team, money. everybody, yeah. Yeah. more money, less time, I guess, but also like, yeah, you felt like it couldn't fail, but unfortunately the source material just couldn't live up to the source material of Lord of the Rings. And I think that's the unfair thing, is that no matter what, you were going to compare it to Lord of the Rings, even though The Hobbit is such a smaller story. So I think that if you... because And I totally think what happened was is people went into The Hobbit thinking it was just going to be the Lord of the Rings again. And I think that it, now that it's some time has passed and now that everyone knows The Hobbit is not Lord of the Rings, it's its kind of own separate thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to revisit it and see it as something that isn't meant to be better than Lord of the Rings. It's just something that just kind of was like, well, money. Yeah. <laughs> Money's yeah. a we're thing. Sorry. I feel like their <laughs> early intentions were to make it something pretty different because they had Guillermo del Toro come out. That yep. They did like yeah. very different design work from the Lord of the Rings. Like the, the um, goblins that they created were all like weird and like super pale and had funky looking like Guillermo del Toro design faces and like boils and, and, all yeah, and, yeah. and it was like they were trying to make something really different and I feel like maybe the studios were like oh, well it's too different bring it back yep well it's too late now yep. fire that guy or whatever you know and it's which just... is which it, which is interesting to say because it's like even the, who knows if it if they if they had gone in the two different realm if that had done if that would have done any good for it either you know like it's we'll never know if a Guillermo del Toro Hobbit would have even been good you know like yeah, it's really yeah, hard know. to know and the fact that they like went the safe route and just made it look and feel and 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 basically taste and smell like Lord of the Rings like they kind of went the safe route and maybe it was safer to do that because at least it kind of like aesthetically works <laughs> so like, much so that they were like you know he's not in the book, but what if we what if we brought back fucking Legolas? <laughs> huh? The fans the fans won't understand it if they're not if it doesn't have a character. Right, from the right. We got a ground. We already do. It. No, we need another Wait, one. Won't he look a lot older and kind of like have a bigger, fatter face? Won't he be a little swole? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yes. That's how elves yes. age, Joe. That's how they age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. He didn't get rid of his baby fat. Yeah. Well, in yeah, reverse. they age in reverse. Yeah, in reverse. Yeah. But uh, then. Oh, I was gonna say if it, unless you're jumping off Lord of the Rings. No, no, keep going. Then I will jump off in a tangent. Okay. One last thing I was gonna say was is we have the um, the Amazon Lord of the Rings series coming, which mm -hmm. is like that's I'm stoked. Very hope. exciting. There's hope. Yeah. It's interesting. We we don't know much about it, um, but we do know that people have been getting hurt. <laughs> on the set <laughs> uh, re repeatedly there's a, been a lot of uh injuries on the on the new That's lord so of the rings uh but it feels but like it, a i mean this is going to sound cynical but it's like it feels like they're going to say that so that people are like oh man this is gonna be really exciting <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. It's just like somebody buzz. like yeah. gets like a hangnail, and they're like, "That's an injury. We, we injury. got another injury. Right? Put it on the put it on the books. Got an injury. Another injury. Yeah. Tell deadline. Uh, got five hundred and fifty this... injuries now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Although it will, I will say that the claims of uh, apparently, according to this article, claims of unsafe conditions on the Lord of the Rings series set were refuted by Amazon Studios as inaccurate. 
Oh, and yeah, because Amazon loves to be honest God. about their worker right. conditions. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Written by Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Right, right, right. Don't look oh, here. It's just not true. <laughs> Nothing to see here. They're but, shooting um, the whole thing in a fulfillment factory. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Yeah. <laughs> just down the road, actually. It's pretty cool. But they are filming it in New Zealand, which is interesting, but Peter Jackson's not involved at all, I don't think. Is, did they get wedded to work on it at all? Um, that's a good question. Let's find that'd out. That'd be weird if they got some like third rate prop house to do everything um, <laughs> like Weta's sitting oof. over there like what well, yeah we have everything that's... we have everything <laughs> yeah we love it. <laughs> it's look just like hurting it. our feelings it's just sitting here yeah. use it we have the weapons and the armor and all of it <laughs> i mean i yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't say weta is working on it and this oh, wow. is the like what we know so far about the series article dang but it is taking place during um it's a prequel series Right, it's. I think it's like some some part of. I think they've sort of done some. From what I've read, it's a, a sort of a creative licensed version of the Silmarillion. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, uh, I don't think they're going to start cool. at the beginning and do all like in the beginning. There was. I think they're going to take sections of that where there are interesting characters and make um, a, one single story out of it. For oh, those of you awesome. that don't know, the Silmarillion is a, uh, in my opinion, borderline impossible book to read. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. It's really better when you listen to it. Yeah, there were. It's rumors. like Lord of the Rings Bible. It's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, season one, uh, uh, season one of this Lord of the Rings shows has a four hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. Jesus, Whoa. that's crazy. Uh, I, how much are they good. paying even fatter-faced Legolas to make an appearance? <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. It takes place so prequeled that there will be no characters that we we've met really. Don't I believe it. Right, I think that's yeah, the right they'll thing. They'll find to a do, way. Though. Like it's like yeah. if Star Wars would have done like Knights of the Old Republic, they wouldn't have had to worry about connecting anything to the Skywalker trilogy. They could have yep. just been like, it's it's thousands of years before, so who cares about continuity? Do whatever we want. I, uh, um, I I'm think really, that's what the right thing to do. I'm very excited in a nerdy way about the fact that uh, Michael Keaton is returning as Bruce Wayne in yes. the 2023 yes. Flash. <laughs> and so uh, yesterday I was had a little tummy ache, and so I was like, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. And then I got in bed, and I started watching Batman Returns. And uh, uh, I couldn't get through it because it's so dark and so gross. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. This is grossing me out. Whoa, but it, it grossed me you excited. out. Like, it, have you rewatched it lately? It's DeVito, I love it. The whole thing. It's so. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I had a great time, but I was like, I just forgot. Like, no wonder Mike yeah. or uh, Tim Burton lost his job after that movie because all the toy companies were like, you can't take kids to see this. Like, yeah. Batman's <laughs> barely in it. A woman's falling out of a building. Cats are eating her. A guy's biting right. and he got another guy's face off. I was like, my yeah. goodness. Can't and wait for Keaton. Penguins, like, <laughs> vomiting in every scene. Yeah. Or, not, just, or a, a, a blood penguin. And, yeah. Yeah. He's like, That's like a toy feature. You could get Hasbro to make a really cool exactly. toy where you kind of pull the lever out, yeah. on the back. Just black yeah. goo comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done that with the first Batman, the 89 Batman, where they could have sold a toy of, like, Joker burning that guy to death. Yeah. With the, yeah. What a great little toy set. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it comes it with turns eight, charred. Yeah. <laughs> it comes but anything with eight with very cheaply made like ones that you can burn and then you can you can buy extras after that. <laughs> yeah. Or a candle. Maybe maybe it's a candle. Um, <laughs> dude, Tyler, speaking of uh more nerdy sword shit that I I learned something about you on your site that I had no clue about and I want you to talk about it. 
you practice HEMA. Oh, and yeah, I don't yeah. know what the hell that is. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, that's cool. What the yeah, hell is HEMA? <laughs> it's basically like, I guess the best way to frame it is it's, it's like Olympic fencing meets um, Japanese kendo. So we, we have like the same kind of gear that you would see in kendo, but it's more Olympic fencing style. So it's all black with like a heavy black um, fencing mask. And and then we, we just do, um, it's all, our swords are not rape, like no, they're not those epi rapiers, they're um, long swords. So they're kind of like this sword behind me, but blunt. Um, so it's, and it's based off of like an old German and Italian um, late medieval Martial Hema arts. stands for Historical European Martial Arts. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! It's super fun. It was like it was like a few years ago, maybe five years ago. I was like, I need to exercise, and I like two swords. I like swords. <laughs> I like, I like swords. to swords. <laughs> what do I do with this information? How can I combine these two? Oh, <laughs> something <laughs> isn't right. Did it, did you get hurt? Like, is it a, is it a potential to get hurt kind of sport? There is a little bit. Um, we, we're pretty safe. We wear a lot of protective gear. Like I have significant hand protection and like a what's called a gorget, which is like a steel throat protection, so you don't catch a sword in your throat. Whoa! Um, and a pretty significant Jesus. mask and a jacket. But the, the biggest risk is, um, especially in tournament, because people hit really hard in tournament, is you can get your hands broken pretty easy. So I don't do like the tournament stuff because I can't get a. I can't break my thumb. I mean, if you break your hand, that's some dangerous shit for your career. So I I avoid that. And I just do like more the martial side where we practice technique and spar and stuff, but I don't do like the heavy competition stuff anymore. Yes. And let's, let's not uh, confuse this with like, this is like sound not to say this other thing that I'm about to say is not legit, but this is like not LARPing. This is not, yeah. It's not like SCA, which is the, the guys who get in the legit armor and they go like bash each other in a field. And, and it's not like it's not like LARPing where it's like foam swords and they're doing like role playing game type um, yeah. analogy. This is basically it's basically just a it's like a martial art built into uh, medieval weapons. So we do long sword and sword and buckler and spear and um, mace dagger. Um, no, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's not a lot of like historical mace work, so we don't really touch maces. But um, yeah, get so out of here with your mace. <laughs> it's pretty it's it's come up in the years because it's it's so i guess analogous to the sport aspect of olympic fencing it looks very similar you just have much heavier swords um so it's kind of come up a lot lately because it's it's just like a fun way to exercise and it's mm-hmm. um i i have when i was a kid i did martial arts so it was it's kind of like a cool martial art now to get into this very unexplored or mostly unpopular, yeah. unexplored martial arts system that has um, semi been so lost. The weapons. So. Yeah. So you're bringing it back. It's like, uh, it's like dead languages. You're bringing it back. Uh, is yeah, uh, there's, there's a bit of that. Are the swords like weighted? Like I'm guessing you're using like actual weighted correctly swords and weapons, but they're blunt, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, so and we use just, what's, they're not as what, dangerous. What you, like what they call a Federschwat, which is a German word for a feather sword. So it's weighted like God a long sword. <laughs> I'm fluent in medieval German now. Um, uh, it's it's like a it's like a light sword, but it's it's the same weight as a long sword. They've just taken all the impact out of it by like making the blade kind of thin, and then it's it's rolled at the end when you see these. They, so they're rolled at the end, so when you do like a thrust, you're not actually stabbing anybody. Um, but they're cool. They're, I have a whole like these are the ornamental swords because I like Lord of the Rings. But my basement has this giant rack of actual like functional 
medieval swords made by this um, swordsmith in Minnesota. In the basement. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could cut a guy. <laughs> like if someone yeah, broke I, I in. Go to this, uh, yeah, I'll, if he, if someone broke in, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like the police would come in and be like, uh, I think we have to arrest you. you <laughs> we don't know. Um, <laughs> this isn't I right. Um, <laughs> I was something doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. not right. I think we have <laughs> to arrest you, sir. I know this is your house, but I think we have to arrest you. Just kind of feel like it. That arm shouldn't be there. It should be on the man. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so I, not right. I just need to get this right for my report. You um, you used one of these what did you, Hema, Hema swords to uh, <laughs> knock this man unconscious, but then you unnecessarily plunged a Lord of the Rings <laughs> ornamental sword into his heart. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I meant to grab my real medieval sword, but <laughs> I didn't have time. Didn't have time. I wanted the whole Rob Roy thing. I wanted to kind of cut him halfway in half. Do you think you could actually hurt somebody with those ornamental swords? I'm sure you could. Yeah, they're way heavier than like what a normal sword would be, but they're they're pretty pointy. So yeah, you yeah. could hurt somebody pretty bad with them. Good to know. Yeah. Hang do you on, want? Write this do, down. do you want? Yeah, to? if you write that down, <laughs> no, I'm gonna um... write it down. <laughs> Tell, yeah, send that to the United Cutlery. Could kill a man. Cancel. Cancel oh, my no, ADT alarm service. Ruin it for everybody. That's a feature. They, you know, I think you could put it on the website. It's an ornamental, Gandalf's ornamental sword, but could kill a man. It could kill a man. Could kill a man. Tyler, we're, winding, we're winding down, but um, you're a big movie buff. You're a big video game guy. We've, we've bonded over all that stuff for years. What are you looking forward to uh, that's coming out in the near future? What, what's getting your rocks off? Um, I mean, there's a few things I think coming up that could be pretty cool. Um, I think what I'm not, I think I might be slightly over is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I might be a little bit over. Oh, how could it. you be? It's not like there's a, they they there's so few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 25 really great <laughs> cinematic pieces. Yeah, yeah. Each um, one. But the, I think I don't know. I don't know. There's some weird um horror movies that I'm kind of interested in, but I can't think anything off the top of my head. How about The Green Knight? Okay, that I'm super looking forward to. Yeah, that looks super wait. cool. I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait. It looks. What so about the Flash? Good. They're gonna have old Batman, and some of them are saying that there's <laughs> some. Some of them are saying that it's Bruce Wayne gonna set the Batman Beyond movie after that. He's gonna be old yeah. Bruce Wayne, Batman Beyond. I'm really excited about that too. I'm, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a big What's... Highlander fan, so I'm not excited about this Highlander remake that they're apparently gonna make. I oh, know. Whatever. I'm not going to start. I'm not. I'm keeping open mind. I'm not going to complain about it before it happens. But I'm like such a huge Highlander fan, the original Highlander movie, that I'm probably going to go into the theater like this. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't already like it. <laughs> Sir, dude, would you like some popcorn? Would you like a soda? No. Yeah. Right, I want my money back after this. <laughs> okay, sir. Why did you bring a sword? Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to bring that sword. You're not okay. Just keep keep going. Okay. The tip is bent. The the tip is bent. Rolled <laughs> over. You're a horror guy. Did are you? Have you watched Fear Street? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm. I'm. I'm I, I watched the first one and I was underwhelmed, but I've heard the next one is real good, and which just dropped last night. But for those of you listening to this, it's been out for a couple of days now. But, uh, but yeah, it dropped last night. I'm very excited about it. it. It's going through eras, so I guess like the first one was '94. This one's '70 something, and then the last one is oh, uh, fun, 1800s, I guess. Oh, cool. Sure, I'm yeah. glad about that. 
I haven't seen those. Um, yeah, I know we'll get your we'll get your giblets going. What do you think of the new Metroid and the Breath of the Wild two coming? Ooh, um, super excited about both, um, especially because I'm like Metroidvania nut, and I don't think they've made a Metroid game in like 15 yes! years. Um, so and not they're doing Metroid, it like old not school. Metroidvania style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like the side scroller um, platformer. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And then Zelda is it? Yeah. Whatever. No if brainer. they put it on a new system, yeah. I will, I'll buy three of them. Just right, so I right. Yeah. <laughs> I buy Nintendo systems to play Zelda games. What about WarioWare? Are you excited yeah, about WarioWare? No, you know, I've never been a Wario fan. Oh, man. Or, or I, a, neither a, have I. But WarioWare is the way to go. It's just bonkers mini games, essentially, which I'm oh, just okay. a big nerd for. So Yeah, the, that, um, that sounds great. Yeah. You had some suggestions for other Metroidvania games. What was it? Ori? Those Ori games are good. Um, Axiom... Flux, I think, was one one of them. I'm checking check them out. I'm yeah, check them out. They're, they're cool. Um, I'm familiar with those. The Ori well, ones Hollow are really Knight. good. They're and Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight Hollow is. Knight's oh, Hollow Knight. Super oh, good, but it's it's definitely the the um feel of Dark Souls and that the bosses are near impossible and. I had to stop really frustrated. because it was too frustrating for me, and I also kind of didn't want it to end. I loved it. I beat the shit out of that game. Keeps I going and going and Slaughtered all those bosses. <laughs> Did you play yeah. Spiritfarer? No, no. What's that one? I tried to get Joe into it. It's the one where it's like there's a girl who's kind of like a she she guides like souls to the to the like to basically to move on to pass on to the next life, and the souls are represented as animals. And so you're basically like on a boat with all these like animal people kind of hybrids that are just kind of like people that were a part of your life that you're helping lead to the other side. It's kind of like a really it's kind of depressing, but a beautifully, beautifully well-made <laughs> game. I highly recommend it. It's a little indie game. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah my, my wife works in the game industry, so we get lots of weird games coming out. Um, her, her like Steam account is oh man impressive. steam's impressive. got some good a, stuff you're a world-renowned artist and she works in video games that's pretty cool tyler <laughs> yeah we got cool stuff going on over here cool stuff. You've done pretty cool well, stuff shout out, like a, maybe shout the fun out never to, ends oh she's not in here but shout out to my wife kate welch yes. steve, steve knows I, her He's yes I did. oh yeah I, that's right you guys did a game together yes we did <laughs> yes, that's we did. so tyler. crazy she's very lovely tell her i said you, uh, i will i will are you like so excited to hold your book that is going to be there yeah. for the rest of your oh, life. Man. You're going to have a compendium of your light up until now, like, and it could be a first part. You do more later. I think it's the Com coolest thing. Compendium I would never one. want one of anything I've ever done, but <laughs> you do good stuff, and that's different. I'm I'm really excited to have it because it's kind of like a dream come true. But I will say, like, I'm pretty critical of my own stuff, and so I'm I, you know, there's like. 160 pages so far of art and i'm going wow. through all of it compiling all of it looking back on stuff that i'm like oh i don't want to even show this but it's good for people to see like where i came from no That's i guess it's good. Okay. this piece looks so bad if it I hurts know. i guess it's good okay yeah it's good. they'll appreciate it they won't see all the flaws well, yeah. that i see yeah you can't deny them the pieces they love you know they if they, yeah if they love them how many pieces overall do you think are going to make it into the book so right now um i think we had enough we had enough for probably two books so we had to trim it down significantly um but yeah there's at least right now our, our page count is 160 so there's and some of the pages are doubled up so there's probably a little bit more than 160 pieces but yeah i think i think that's what we're gonna add um 
we already have it on the Kickstarter that we're going to add 16 more pages. So the uh, the 16 more pages will most likely be, and we haven't really decided yet over this month, we'll finish design, but it will probably be sort of a process of one or two pieces and like a look at my studio cool. and stuff like that. Um, Cause I know that it's something I really like in an art book is when like the back of the book mm -hmm. has a bunch of sketches and process work. Um, there's a, you know, speaking of Drew Struson again, he put out a whole book that's just sketches and process work. So it's a, it's like an extra little tidbit that I know people who are fans of the art will want to see. And it's, it's going to be in the, in the back. So um, that'll be nice, but. This going to be a heavy book. This is going to be it's a big, big heavy big. book. We're doing oh, a cool um, record. Uh, it's called like a record format. So it's a 12 by 12. So it's like a big square. Awesome. Um, and Coffee it's just a great way to, because most beautiful. of my work's magic and um, Magic the Gathering work. So it's already pretty horizontal. So it's a great format to kind of do double page spreads. and Awesome. Um, ooh, ooh, what question? One last thing before we go. Yes. This is too much pressure for you. Wait, and then I have one last thing. Okay. So Wait, I have one, one thing. As well. So three more oh, okay. things. Okay. Three more things. Hold on. Let me have a little post-it note here. <laughs> initiative order. Make sure you write this down. <laughs> if you had to pick your three most favorite pieces that you worked on and that people go look up, what would they be? Ooh, that's um, a good one. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure all of these are in the book, but um, maybe... Okay, one of them is the first one because we've been talking about Struzan so much. In the in the near the end of the book, we're gonna have a a cover I did for um a D and D campaign called Dragon Heist. I'm looking this up, um, and it's it's I the, when I got the art description, I was like, okay, I think we should do like a movie poster for this, and so I convinced the art director to trust me to do basically like a Struzan style movie poster for Dragon Heist, which takes place in Waterdeep, and it has all the cool like villains. Is and it the dude with that, the feather in his hat? Yeah, so it's in that Struzan style oh. stack of characters. Um, and then cool. there's like the evil um, uh, bad guy right in the front. And then there's the Xanathar, who's like the most, the super evil bad guy in D&D. &D. And behind them all is this big circular composition. That's one of my favorites because it was it was me trying to do a Struzan style poster. Ooh, for we have to share that. Game campaign. Let's, let's is share that your hand, Tyler? Here. Yeah, well, that's my hand. <laughs> your okay. ass is my hand. Excuse me, is that your hand? <laughs> Excuse me, is this every, your hand? Literally, Sir? every hand you see is mine. <laughs> um, That's, what about so, this one? That's Cthulhu pick, in the I back. Two more. I have to pick two more, Joe. Jeez. Talk is that your pressure. Cthulhu on your body That's... in the background? What, my what? My Cthulhu? Oh, yeah. Is that, that is your well, Cthulhu? I, you know, it's, it's Hasbro, so it's like a kid's company. So, no, no, sir. It is not. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, it's really cool, dude. Um, I guess the second one is like, I did this giant red dragon that I actually have a, like a print of it above my fireplace. I did that for D&D &D as well. Awesome. Um, I love that one. And then the last one I think is I did this giant billboard poster for the uh, for Black Jesus, um, the the Adult Swim show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it Adult Swim? Anyways, um, I did yeah. this giant billboard poster and it's it's a portrait of every character um, in the show, and they're in, on like a big um, last, last supper? supper. Yeah, it's this big last supper. This is you did this. Yeah, and that's that so was, cool. That was a big yeah. favorite because I was like, oh, this should be easy. I have, I have like a really good reference of all these. Um, I can kind of do it Struzan style again, where I have super good reference of all the actors, so I can just power through. And it was like a whole week in, and I'd only done like half of the face portraits. I was oh like, holy God. shit. This is going to take a long time. Wow, that's so <laughs> rad, man. Um, I love that. That was a fun piece. Very cool. You answered that perfectly. Uh, nice thank work. You, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, I would I I would love to leave us all as tradition dictates with a would you rather scenario. So Elliot, if you want, if what you need to say goes before yeah, that, it's please. very important. It's very important. Can you can I have a copy of what you're doing when you come out? <laughs> of course. Oh, sure. sure. Signed yeah. copy uh, for Sign all copy, three of you. Please. For all three of you to fight over. Just one copy. I'm yes. Thank you so much. Um, but Elliot, if you want to jump in with what you wanted to say before this, if you that's think that's appropriate, that, then that I would I love it. Oh, great. Wonderful. Oh, that's what it was. I, okay. Yeah, got it. Got it. What was it? Yeah. Eyes and if, more. you know. Just Please. back to Kickstarter, Elliot. Just we'll just have one for the office. We'll have one for the office. We don't want to take I, too many away from people. I don't hands. do any Kickstarter anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I don't do Kickstarters. I want, I want, I want a personal. I would like a personal one sent to me. I want the one from yes. Tyler to be the one that like he gives us like it's his high school yearbook where he's like, I don't like this picker, and he just scribbles out all the ones that he hates. <laughs> don't look at this one. Don't look at this one. You like no, that one? No, I don't know. Hate it. He rips it out and eats them. <laughs> don't look at it. Um, all right. Now I'd like to present you all with a would you rather, and mm. and then we can we could say goodbye to our wonderful guest Tyler Jacobson and everybody else. Thank you for having. Um, me. Thank you for coming. You've been awesome, dude. This is really cool. I love nerding out with you about all this Heck shit yeah. and we could do now it we for do a long time. Often. Please, I would love to. All right, guys. Would you rather? <clears throat> be able to teleport anywhere once per week this is your ability you can teleport anywhere you want once per week or be able to reset the day anytime during the day once per week so you can either teleport once a week or you can reset the day once a week anytime you want are you reliving the day or is it one of those like you get to make changes um, I guess you could make changes. Yeah, I I, I guess oh, that... reset the day. Yeah, reset the day hands down. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every day in 100%. Joe's life has such high stakes that he's got to reset it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I feel like resetting the day is like you're you're fucking with destiny at that point. You know, like <laughs> yeah, the fate's going to come I, for you. I, I go uh, teleport. Yeah. Because yeah, teleport definitely. is like, man, I really like, I really want to go to this thing that's happening like two hours away. But then you still got to walk back. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> no, you wait a week and you teleport <laughs> that's a great back. Point, yeah. That's okay. Listen, getting ah. there, but imagine being able to teleport there. That's pretty tight. <laughs> you teleport to the South Pole and you're like, shit. Right. Shit. <laughs> oh, this is a problem. Is there? I wish I could reset here? the day. <laughs> I can't get reception. <laughs> I would do the teleport too, though, because I just I like traveling places. So I would I would totally do that. I just wait right? a week and then teleport back. It's and fine. Joe. Yeah, you could wait a week, or you could just buy a flight back from wherever if you really got to get back before yeah. a week. But sure. if you can, yeah, you know. Yeah. Also, if you do the the day reset, you never learned from any of your mistakes. You have exactly. therefore you don't grow as a person. And exactly. You I'm have assuming, a cheat code. I'm assuming it's ground Groundhog Day rules where I can live the day. But then I remember how I lived it, and I get oh, to like yeah. make changes accordingly. That'd be the so, best version of it. So I could take. But what a lot about the, those mistakes you make, Joe? And we won't need to go into them. Oh, but I will uh, still take those in my soul. Again, you guys know me, and uh, I'll feel those mistakes for weeks. <laughs> but the, the events of day. those mistakes, the, the events of those mistakes won't happen. So what if the events of those quote unquote mistakes actually turn out that those weren't mistakes to begin with at all? They actually all work out at the end, and you never find out. Wouldn't so you're know. assuming you're day. making mistakes. Yeah, you never know. You just wouldn't know. You would never know. That's for, I fine. Mean, for my career purposes, I, 
I would like to amend option two in that if I reset the day, all the work that I did that day is now done. And I yeah. can get an extra day of painting time yeah, that, and meet my deadline. Yeah. I think we can That'd make that happen. That'd be great. I think we can, I think we can make we'll it happen. We'll talk to him. Yeah. We'll talk to the right. painting. Yeah. Uh, we'll I just talk need 48 to the would you rather counsel. Can I get 48 hours? Yes, yeah. the WYR. <laughs> the fellowship of would you rather. WYR Inc. Um, all right. They're well, masters, guys, but they're good at what they do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Valley Cast. What a special time, Joe uh, and Tyler and Elliot. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. I want to thank, thank you, you for coming on the show, man. This has been so cool. It's been super fun. You guys are great. Uh, Next time, time you got to show us all your swords one by one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Every it'll be one. like a weird spooky camera going into the basement. and then. Oh, I love over. it. <laughs> one or two bloody blades. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> That's my cooking sword. Those uh, are my evidence swords. <laughs> what? Uh, so one more time, they can go to Kickstarter and look up the art of Tyler Jacobson. That's the easiest way to do it. Right. Um, and you can go to my website, which is just tylerjacobsonart.com. Um, and the first banner on there is a link to the Kickstarter as well. And then through my social media, which is um, at, I think my Twitter is at Jacobson Tyler because there's some other jerk out there that I haven't found yet. <laughs> Damn you. His life. Damn you. Um, and then, and then um, I think my Instagram is just at um, Tyler Jacobson Art. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm thanks, following dude. that right now, Tyler. Oh, Yay! Thanks, yes, you've got three. You've got two new followers for wow. sure. Thanks. Um, I've been following you guys for a long time, so you guys are great. Oh, thank you, man. This is awesome. Well, it was really cool having you here. Thank you to our listeners, to our patrons, and to everyone beyond. And uh, any anything dead else people. you want to say? To the dead <laughs> people, to the, to the ghosts, beyond. the ghosts, people, <laughs> the all people the people be- that have ever died, ever. people all behind right. the grave. <laughs> Beyond the, it and behind it. All the multiverse humans that exist because of all yes. the games getting reset. Yes. Interdimensional yep. Yep. aliens. Yeah. Redundancies. Yep. What what have you. <laughs> Joe, anything else? Any other? No, that's it. Go check out uh, movie, uh, kickstarter.com slash movie movie games. Well, we are we sent out surveys so everybody can put their information in. And what that means is that we're getting really close to printing and we're going to have to shut down sales at some point. So if you want this, go get it now. You better hurry. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Valley Cast. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.